1: calling all aspiring podcasters this is your site to start your own podcast because we have just the right tool for you before we started podcasting we really thought that everything would be such a hassle especially the editing but we found the best and most convenient all-around podcast tool out there pod machine pod machine will take care of all your podcasting needs From audio production, designs, and marketing growth, all you have to do is sit back, relax, and keep creating great content that sounds professional. It's time for you to start sounding like a pro with Pod Machine today. Sign up and get a free episode trial. And once you're convinced of how good it can be and how it helped us, you can start for as low as only $49.99 for four episodes in a month. But wait, there's more. If you use our code PHMURDER, all caps, no spaces. You got one free episode credit upon subscribing. Just head on to podmachine.com. And let them do the dirty work so you can do the fun stuff and sound like a pro. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network
0: Asia. Network Asia.
1: Yeah.
0: PH Murder Stories does not condone nor promote violence of all sorts.
1: Viewer discretion is advised.
0: Not only did he promise her or represent to her a better way of life for her, it was a better way of life for her family. He sent money back to the family, helped some of her um, nieces and nephews go to school.
1: Very isolated. It just so happened, the the night prior to this, uh, we had a rather
0: large snowstorm. At Michelle's autopsy, the medical examiner found evidence of not one head injury, but several.
1: She had four separate lacerations, uh, three in the forehead area that were separate, uh, one to the top of the head. Uh, This would be inconsistent uh, with with a car crash and more consistent with uh, blunt force trauma.
0: Michelle had cuts and bruises on her hands, what appeared to be defensive wounds.
1: This death, in my opinion, is clearly a
0: homicide. Instead of getting a divorce, you can just kill your wife. So I don't think that's a good, um, you know, a, you know a lesson to learn from this story.
1: On January 16th, 2004, authorities in Hopewell Township, New Jersey, found a lifeless body belonging to a Filipina inside your SUV covered in snow in the bottom of a ravine near her residence. Initial investigations suggest that she was a victim of foul play, made to look like an accident. It is no secret that foreigners are attracted to Filipino women, particularly Caucasian males from the United States. Despite the almost perfect pairing between two distinct cultures, many assume that Filipino women who marry an American, would go ahead and have better lives. However, that doesn't seem to be the case with the gruesome killing of Michelle Rivera Nice in 2004. Her murder was one of the most sensationalized cases in the East Coast of the United States that involved having affairs, extortion, jealousy, and anything opposite to being nice.
0: Michelle rivera Nice was only 39 years old at the time of her murder. She grew up in an impoverished region in Orion, Bataan. Due to the lack of financial opportunity in the Philippines, Michelle found plenty of ways to escape her hardships at home. By the time she was 19 years old, social media was not a thing back then to meet other people. Instead, she posted personal ads of herself in a local newspaper in order to meet someone. Through this, an American named Jonathan Nice stumbled upon her advertisement and quickly engaged with her via mail. Both would exchange romantic letters, pictures of themselves, and intimate phone calls for a year. Jonathan would eventually fall in love with Michelle despite the significant age gap and distance from one another. Things between the two have already been sketchy in the beginning. Jonathan, who was nearing 40 years old at the time, would send younger and much more well-groomed photos of himself rather than his current photo, while Michelle would send out the best photos of herself to further attract her foreign lover. After various interactions with Michelle, Jonathan became more eager to meet his Filipina sweetheart, which he finally decided to visit Michelle in the Philippines. During his visit, Michelle was disappointed with how Jonathan truly looked compared to the photos he had previously sent. However, according to Michelle's confidants, she reconsidered breaking up with Jonathan because she realized that he had the qualities of being a good person, or so she thought. In an interview with a known media outlet in the United States, Jonathan described Michelle's home in Orion as an informal settler's turf, quote, Perched unsteadily on bamboo stilts above fetid Manila Bay With no electricity and no bathrooms except for trap doors Unquote. A week after finally meeting in person Both decided to get married right away Later on, with the blessing of Michelle's family Jonathan would take Michelle away from the Philippines and bring her home to the united states a turning point in her life that would bring significant changes
1: as soon as the newly wedded couple arrived in the united states jonathan's family and friends were not enthusiastic about his decision to marry a filipino woman in order not to be ridiculed both jonathan and michelle lied to them about the story of how they met, and instead told them that they met on a beach in Hawaii. Nevertheless, the couple did not affect their decision to jumpstart their married lives in the state of North Carolina, where they had two sons and one daughter in a huge $800,000 house. Jonathan Nice was a very successful doctor who founded his own company, Epigenesis Pharmaceuticals. He was described as a charismatic person and was very passionate about his work and representing his company. In 2000, his company became more formidable. Jonathan and Michelle moved to a much more wealthy suburban area in Hopewell Township, New Jersey, an hour away from New York City. Jonathan also bought new homes for Michelle's family in the Philippines while letting Michelle's father, Chodoro Rivera, to stay with them at their new home and cook Filipino delicacies for their family. It seemed that Jonathan and Michelle were living the American dream. However, the couple's joyful experiences would later become the beginning of the end, as jealousy and infidelity would determine the fate of their lives.
0: As stated by a colleague, Michelle was really attractive so she would be stared at by men while outside eating, shopping, and doing outdoor activities. On the other hand, Jonathan would bring out his possessive trait and hound Michelle with many questions whenever she came out of their residence without him. His jealousy reached a point where he forbade Michelle from going to the gym so that other men wouldn't see or potentially get attracted to her. Instead, Jonathan had built her a gym inside their mansion to suffice Michelle's workout needs. In Michelle's first few years living in the United States, she heavily depended on Jonathan to provide for her needs and her family in the Philippines. However, when Michelle reached the age of 30, She became more independent, even landing a modeling job, but was stopped by Jonathan. It became apparent to Michelle that her husband was controlling her and looked at her as a mere housewife. The only task she was allowed to do was to fix up their mansion. Due to her husband's possessive ways, Michelle had no choice but to oblige Jonathan's only option for her to take the lead. She planned on purchasing $50,000 worth of trees to be inserted in their vast land. It meant that they would hire landscaping services to add the trees. Through this project, Michelle met a Guatemalan landscaper named Alexander Castaneda. She became instantly attracted to him because of his good looks and younger age compared to Jonathan. In three to four months since they met, Michelle and Alexander would go on lunch dates without the knowledge of Jonathan. Both were attracted to one another which escalated into a full-blown romantic affair. Both would have sex at Mounts Motel, located in New Jersey.
1: Eventually, Jonathan would get suspicious after stumbling upon an unknown phone number while snooping through his wife's cell phone. He confronted Michelle about his worries, and she undeniably confessed to the affair that she was having with Alexander. The affair damaged Jonathan and Michelle's marriage, their relationship became filled with extreme jealousy and resentment from happily being married. After heavily enduring the marriage problems, Michelle promised her husband that she would break up with Alexander. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case because Alexander was not willing to give up on what he had with Michelle that easily. Alexander would go on to harass the nice family, He resorted to stalking Michelle, leading Jonathan to file a restraining order to protect his wife. However, that did not stop Alexander from asserting himself to Michelle. He escalated to extortion by threatening Jonathan that he would release his sex videos of Michelle if he did not give him $500,000. The problems wouldn't stop there.
0: Jonathan was also facing problems at his workplace because his financial capabilities had been stagnant due to his inability to produce the drug that could potentially cure asthma. Jonathan's failure led a new group of investors and board members of the company he founded to banish him. This major setback affected the Nice family financially. In dealing with Jonathan's collapse, Michelle worked as a beauty consultant at a local mall to help provide for their family's expenses. Things between the husband and wife would worsen as they fought more often than ever due to the added financial burden they were experiencing. Despite her promises to her husband and the court that granted a restraining order towards Alexander Castaneda, She violated its terms and reconnected with him. On a day before her tragic death, Michelle would again meet Alexander at Mount's Motel. It would become the most crucial decision of her life, as the rendezvous with her lover would play a big role in what really happened before she got killed.
1: A serial killer in North China, an American trapped in North Korea, and a Mongolian spy in Malaysia. These are just a few of the stories that I will be featuring in the second season of my podcast. Hi, my name is Christine Abregana, and I am the host of Asia in the Shadows, a weekly true crime podcast. So, shadow friends make sure you are ready. Listen to Asia and the Shadows on any of your preferred podcasting platforms. See you soon. The following day, Michelle was found at the bottom of a ravine near her house. After examining her lifeless body inside her SUV, investigators claimed that her death was poorly staged to make it look like an accident. First, she had her head wound suspected of being inflicted violently by another person rather than obtaining it from an accident. Second, her SUV had no signs that it had been in an accident The driver's seat, where Michelle's body was found, had no damages whatsoever, which means her body was probably placed there on purpose to make it look like an accident had happened. Also, the alignment of the driver's seat was not consistent with Michelle's leg area. Authorities described it that there was no way that her legs could have maneuvered the vehicle and its placement where the body was found. And lastly, Blood was found at the vehicle's back seat together with a traveler's suitcase filled with G-string thongs, lingerie, and braziers. Fresh footprints came presumably from a different pair of shoes with significantly larger feet than Michelle's, outside the vehicle, heading away from the crime scene. Meanwhile, the authorities conducted an autopsy on Michelle's body. According to the medical examiner, she suffered several head injuries such as three separate lacerations in the forehead area and one on top of her head they also found cuts and bruises in michelle's arms which could have been from defensive marks furthermore the injuries sustained by the victim were inconsistent with the car crash that she was in and were more consistent with blunt force trauma
0: Through these initial findings from the police, the suspect may have killed Michelle from a different crime scene, stuffed her body at the car's back seat, drove to the ravine, and placed her at the driver's seat to make it look like she drove herself at the crime scene. Authorities already had two suspects in mind Michelle's husband, Jonathan Nice, and her paramour. Alexander Castaneda First, they interviewed Alexander According to him, he did meet Michelle at Mounts Motel and had sex Afterward, he accompanied Michelle to her car Which he claimed was the last time he saw her Detectives also tried matching Alexander's shoe size to the footprints They found in the crime scene which did not match initial findings Next, they interviewed Jonathan He told the investigators that Michelle threatened to leave him during a heated altercation at 4 p.m. The same day his wife and Alexander met during the evening At first Jonathan claimed that it was the last time he saw his wife alive However During the interview, Jonathan became inconsistent and changed an important detail in his testimony He now claims that the last time he talked to his wife was in the evening which prompted the authorities to think that he was hiding something Jonathan's inconsistencies with his statements made the authorities obtain a search warrant to search their residence After arriving at his home, the authorities found portions of a boot in Jonathan's basement, matching the footprints from the crime scene. In the basement, they also noticed a saw machine with pieces of the boot's rubber texture, indicating that the portions of the shoe were recently split into pieces. Furthermore, authorities found traces of Michelle's blood all over their house, particularly in the garage area. They also discovered blood in Jonathan's snowblower, showing that he had recently cleaned up the original crime scene. After discovering these crucial pieces of evidence, the authorities confronted Jonathan. At first, he denied the allegations being thrown against him and heavily pointed them towards Alexander Castaneda as his wife's killer. Hours later, Jonathan finally admitted that he had killed Michelle, but claimed that he acted in self-defense.
1: When Michelle arrived at their home, Jonathan told the authorities that he had confronted his wife about where she was earlier. He claimed that Michelle got startled and reacted violently towards him. Jonathan also said that Michelle took out a knife from her bag and tried to attack him. He maintained that he was only defending himself, but it led to his wife falling which caused her head to hit the pavement. Subsequently, Jonathan stated that he went to get bandages to wrap Michelle's head. But when he returned to Michelle to try and help with her head wounds, Jonathan claims that she continued to swing her hands at him, which made him protect himself by kneeling at her back and pounding her head on the garage door. Unfortunately, Jonathan pounded Michelle's head, which later became the cause of her death. Jonathan promptly thought of staging his wife's death to make it look like an accident, as initially predicted by the police. According to Jonathan, he decided to stage Michelle's accidental death because he thought it was the best possible scenario for him and their three children not to know that their mother tried to kill him. Unfortunately for Jonathan, the detectives were not convinced about Michelle's attempt to take her husband's life because the only precise evidence was that Jonathan had the real motive to kill and had gone out of control based on his wife's infidelity. The authorities did not find the knife that Jonathan claimed Michelle brought out from her bag to hurt him. The inconsistencies from Jonathan's statement led the prosecutors to charge Jonathan with first-degree murder.
0: The prosecutor's office was stunned during the initial moments of the trial that lasted seven weeks. Jonathan hired a prominent defense attorney Robin Lord, whom helped him convince the judge to release him on a $1.7 million bail. The prosecutor's strategy was to emphasize Jonathan's jealousy in the course of his relationship with Michelle, while the defense focused on Michelle's infidelity and that she provoked her husband to act in self-defense. During the trial, The defense presented the contents of the suitcase found at the crime scene, which belonged to Michelle. Dramatically, Jonathan's attorney put Michelle in a very bad light after uncovering the contents of the suitcase, such as G-string thongs, lingerie, and brasiers. Jonathan's legal defense significantly affected the prosecution because they made it look like Michelle was having an intense extramarital affair with Alexander Castaneda, which implied that Michelle was exerting much effort in her marital affair. The defense was a success as the jury only convicted him for eight years' worth of prison time on the charge of voluntary manslaughter through provocation and passion. Jonathan served less than the 8-year sentence due to showing good conduct in prison. Since then, he has claimed that he was completely innocent and published a book titled Undercover of Law.
1: Jonathan Nice may have gotten away with murder, but another lengthy prison sentence awaits him after being released in the early 2010s for the killing of his wife, Michelle rivera Nice. In 2020, authorities in Pennsylvania found out that Jonathan was involved in an alleged medicine for pet scam that falsely claims that it could cure cancer for ailing animals. Jonathan's scam involves pet owners and enthusiasts who invested thousands of dollars in his bogus clinical trials. In reality, the United States Food and Drug Authority did not acknowledge them and were nothing more than a collection of medicinal ingredients he mixed with no effect whatsoever. As for the murder of Michelle Rivera-Nice, a lot of people would say that she deserved what she got for being unfaithful to her husband. We at PH Murder Stories do not agree that she deserved what happened to her. We can conclude that infidelity should not be tolerated But we also believe that the act of killing is a much worse offense. There should not be an ounce of tolerance for such gruesome acts. For further updates, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at PH Murder Stories. And subscribe to our YouTube channel, PH Murder Stories. If you have case suggestions, please go to our website at phmurderstories.com and fill out the request form at File Your Blotter. Did you like this episode? Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or if you're listening on other platforms, kindly send us a review on our facebook page or send us a tweet you can also share our podcast to your instagram and facebook stories through spotify we're also inviting you to join our facebook group ph murder stories of the verdict and participate in our discourse about true crime both local and international this group is a safe space for true crime and mystery fans like us who want to engage in thorough discussions about the subject
0: to all our listeners We hope you could support us on Patreon. If you're fond of online shopping, you can also help our team earn a small commission by clicking our Lazada and Shopee affiliate links found in the description. Any amount you contribute will enormously help support our team to produce more quality content.